In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, intercede for me. We have just said to our Lord that we believe that He is here, and is here because He is in our souls when we are in a state of grace. And He wants us to talk to Him, because He wants our salvation. Well, today, let's see if we can meditate on Lent. When I ask the little children at the school about Lent, they usually say that it lasts 40 days and 40 nights, like saying, it is too long. They find it too long because usually people during Lent are encouraged to give up things, to do sacrifices, but it looks like the majority of them are directed to this, like giving up chocolates, or giving up puddings, or giving up nice things, I mean crepes and things like this. Sometimes mom is the one who chooses what they are going to give up, and they say, you are going to give up television, or you are going to give up computer games. And the children are not very happy about that. It is always something painful, but at the same time, something that is quite useless for the spiritual life. I still remember one day on Ash Wednesday, Wednesday in which I went to buy a coat with another priest, that the lady who was looking after us we have to go through one place to another place of the store, and we pass through the section of chocolates, special chocolates. And it was as Wednesday, and the lady that was looking after us, when we passed by, she said, please, don't look at it, don't look at it, like saying, otherwise you are going to be tempted, and you are a priest. Well, that's the way in which many people see in Lent, as a, something painful, something that is a good reaction, but deep down in the end is useless. I still remember one of the boys in the school, he was just seven years old at that time, and he was not ready to give up any chocolates. So he came with a solution, and he said that he was going to give up smoking of course, he has never smoked in his life, but that was an easy way out of the difficult choice of choosing between puddings or chocolate. So it's not to give up anything, because when we look at this 40-something, that is Lent 40 days, the number 40 in the Bible has a special meaning. The number 40 has the great significance through the Torah and the Talmud 
of transition, of change, of renewal, love, a new beginning. So it's very different of the idea of giving up anything. It is not an accident that in the story of Noah, the rain poured for 40 days and submerged the world in water. Just as a person leaves the, the bath clean, okay, so too when the waters of the flood subsided, the world was purified from the bad life or the, and the corrupted life of the people around Noah. Moses was also 40 days in the Mount Sinai, and he came down with the stone's tablets that was going to mark a new way, a new relationship between the people of Israel and, and God. The people of Israel were 40 days until they reached from Egypt to the Mount Sinai. Again, there were 12 tribes, and now they have become a people, a nation. Then we have another example, and it is that when a rabbinical court finds someone guilty of a crime, the punishment is sometimes lashes, but this sometimes lashes is 40 lashes. Well, they always took one less, just in case they gave 41, okay? But the idea was 40. And why? Because it is the expectation that the person who received that punishment is going to change attitude and to improve. Then, since we are approaching Lent or during Lent, it depends when you listen to this meditation, what do you think Jesus is asking you to improve or change in your life? Ask Jesus directly.
not only in the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament, we find these 40 days, the time in which our Lord spent in the desert, because he is changing from being, yes, or having better a normal life to start his public life. It's a transformation in him. And when he finishes these days, then his, the gospel says, from then onwards, onwards, Jesus began his proclamation with the message, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. The expression repent is related with something we have done wrong. Everyone has done something and something wrong and then needs to repent. I find difficult to believe that a person has nothing to repent of. Perhaps that person, when he or she says that mm, they don't have any things to regret, is because they are very proud and they cannot recognize or they don't want to recognize the wrong things that they have done or because they are quite thick and they don't see the wrong things that they have done, even the good things that they have done. In any case, the expression repent suggests a change, something the person needs to improve. The first and most basic thing on any repentance is to wish to improve. You may think that everyone wants to improve. Well, it's not the case. Some people are very comfortable with the wrong things that they do or the way they do, which is not the, is not the best way of doing things. But they feel very comfortable and they have an elderly mentality in which prefer not to change, just to carry on doing the same things that they have been doing all the time. At the time of John the Baptist, there were many people who listened to that call of repentance that he was preaching and went to receive his baptism. But there were also many people who didn't go. And one thing is, why is it? Our Lord showing that it was really important, that call, because he was the beginning, we could say, or the one who was going to announce the, the beginning of the New Testament or the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, went to receive that baptism when in reality he was the only one who really didn't need it. But he, in an act of humility, did it to give us good example. So what do we need to change? Are we perfect? If you have any doubts and you don't know what to change and you are a young lad or young lady, then ask your mom to see probably she will produce a long list of things that she would like you to improve and to be a better person. If you are married and your spouse they also know exactly the things that we need to improve, but sometimes they don't want to tell us just in case we get upset. So let's be humble and let's go to our Lord with that desire of improving, of changing our life, becoming more and more like our Lord Jesus Christ.
to illustrate these ideas, let's go to a little story that happened in Mexico City. There was a priest returning home late at night, could be between 10 and 11. The streets were deserted and he was dressed with a suit and a clergyman. And with the darkness of the night and the not very good lights of the street, he looked like just a, a professional, but not a priest, exactly. And then he noticed that someone was putting something hard in his back, and with that characteristic Mexican accent, asked him, Give me your money. And the priest turned round, and then he found a man with a gun in front of him, asking for the money. But at the very moment the priest turned round and showed that he was a priest, I mean, because of the color, the white color, then the man started very apologetic and say, no, Padre Cito, you know that in Mexico they call priests, especially when they like the priest, little father, Padre Cito. So he said, oh, Padre Cito, I'm so sorry because I'm a good Catholic, you know, and I'm so sorry to, to have done this to you. But he was still with a gun in front of the priest and the priest to try to calm him he offered him a cigarette and said, okay, look, have a cigarette. And then the chap said, oh, Padrecito, I'm very sorry because we are in Lent and in Lent I don't smoke. You see, he was making the big effort of not smoking during Lent, but he never got the idea that robbing other people was extremely wrong. We can fall into the same pattern to give to God something that we want to, but not to give to God what He really wants to. Even the color of this period of Lent is purple. That is encouraging us also to change and to feel remorse for our sins, to feel sorrow for the sins that we have committed, the wrong things that we have done, for our mistakes. If we look at the end, that is Easter, and is the death and resurrection of our Lord, we'll understand that Calabeta is like someone who acknowledges the sins that one has committed and then looks at the cross and says, I'm sorry. And because he says, or she says, I'm sorry, that person was to change, to say, I'm sorry, and to carry on doing the same things. It's like not smoking and to carry on robbing people. Well, the, the, it's a choice, but if we want to live land properly, it's a time of repentance, a time of change. We said before that is the moment to Think of to wish, to wish, to really want to change. 
Well, these days, let's pray for ourselves. That is the first thing we need to do during Lent or before Lent, to pray for ourselves, to say, what do I need to change? And I really want to do it, but then pray, because on our own, we can do very little. It's God the one who is going to give us the strength and the desire to be able to overcome our limitations and to go beyond them. So let's look at Lent in a different way, with a new light. Lent, it is the great opportunity to change, to become a better person. It's an opportunity. It's not a time of difficulties or a time of pain, but it's the great opportunity. It's very positive. Let's look at it in that way. God doesn't want a sacrifice for the sake of sacrifice, but to improve. And when we improve, we are happy. And there is nothing better than to be happy. It is true that it takes effort, but that effort brings joy. A few years ago, in a trip to Medjugorje with families of the school, the guide that we had one, the first night, really, he surprised us by telling us when we were finishing our dinner. He took the mic and then he said, well, you have come here to Medjugorje because the uh, lady have been calling you to come here and she wants your transformation that you change and there is no change without confession. And then look at, the, at all of us, he said, I hope that all of you will go to confession. And I, I must say that I was very busy hearing confessions these few days that we spent there. Good, if we want to change during Lent, let's see if we make very good confessions. And if it's possible to go to confession more often. As often as we need it, but at least once a week, 
you may say, but then I'm going to tell the priest the same things as always. And I will say, thanks be to God that you bring always the same things as always, because you will really <laughs> shock me if you come and you say, well, I killed three people this time and robbed two banks. And No, I prefer that you come to me saying that you have been a little bit lazy or that you have had a little problem with your wife or your husband. That is much better than killing few people. So don't worry to come to confession with the same sins, but with a renewed desire of doing things properly, of getting closer to Jesus, of feeling more sorrow for the sins that you have committed, because that is the spirit of Easter, the spirit of Holy Week, the spirit of Lent. And what to improve? I'm going to suggest to you a few things that could help to improve. One is to stop judging people. And if we stop judging people, we'll find much easier not to gossip. Even better, we can make the sacrifice to think positive things about the others and to say nice things about everyone. I can tell you, everyone will like to be your friend. You will be the winner. Or things like getting up at once, not being lazy, tidying a bedroom, smiling at home. One of the mortifications that people don't consider as mortification, but it's very difficult to do it properly to go to bed on time, and if it's possible, earlier. You know, we avoid so many temptations when we go to bed on time. On the contrary, when we are messing around the house, then we start messing around the internet, and who knows, the page that we are going to finish in. Let's not be fool in that sense. That sacrifices of going to bed on time is a key sacrifice for the rest of the of the next day. Everything will be much better in bed on time. We can also improve in non nagging the husband or the wife with things that we see and we we want the other person to change, but maybe it's not the time to say these things. Or to smile more. A young man was telling me, I made the resolution to smile more. And the ambience at home has changed completely. Or to not procrastinate things, but to work with intensity. And to do the right thing at the right time. These are beautiful mortifications that sometimes we forget. What do you think that God is asking you to improve?
apart from whatever you have been thinking, there is something that all of us, we need to improve. It is obedience. Obedience especially to God. And through God, to everyone. But obedience. It is the origin of the, of the first sin, the original sin. It was pride, but out of not wanting to obey. How difficult it is to obey the, the people who are around us. For the husband to obey his wife. And for the wife to obey her husband. For the children to obey the parents or the teachers. It's so difficult, but so important, so needed. Then the last thing I'm going to talk about in a meditation that we could look at is to show determination. Let's take Lent very seriously. As I say, say before, as I, I said before, a great opportunity to change, to turn our hearts definitely towards God. Dream about this. You and God, one heart, one soul, one desire, and then unity, unity with Him. Don't think of the effort that it takes, but think of something different, of the joy that it gives to you to improve, to become a better person. Let's think back to the suffering of Jesus on the cross. It is because of our sins. So the best way of showing our appreciation for his sacrifice is by recognizing our sins and making an effort to really improve in our life. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My mother immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.